Hi, everyone. This is Deontay Chantel, host of the Journey to Developer podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Joanna Beck from Beck Ministries. Welcome. Hi, it's so great to be here. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. We are so blessed to have you. Um, as you all know, I have been displaying my spiritual journey to Jesus on the podcast, as well as of course, talking about real estate development, but this is also a spiritual development podcast as well. So as I'm going through my journey to get closer to God and closer to Jesus, I came across Joanna Beck on her platform. And about a month ago, we had a deliverance session and literally I felt the burdens lift off of me as she was praying over me. So I just wanted to, her to come on here to enlighten you all about what deliverance is, how it can help you in your life and on your journey. So again, thank you, Joanna. So let's get started. Joanna is definitely a powerful voice that I have come across on social media. She is an apostle. She has her own ministry and she is a prophetic voice for the Lord. So Joanna, we're going to ask you, what is deliverance? So deliverance is the expulsion of bad spirits, oppression from a person, place, or thing. It breaks any chains of wickedness and it breaks all destruction of satanic yokes that have been created there. It's the removal of any curses and spells that may have been placed on either generations, the bloodline, the person themselves. It's the removing from witchcraft from people's lives. So whether that be, again, generational, it can be removed with deliverance. And then it's the uprooting of any evil seeds that the enemy has placed and tried to plant into a person's life. Thanks for breaking that down. I even told people that I did a deliverance session and they're like, well, are you possessed? Like, they, you know, people, just, they don't understand that these negative actions or attitudes or things that we're experiencing, you can get delivered from. Like, you know, I have suffered with sexual perversion to a great degree, also molestation. And we actually didn't talk about that in our deliverance session. It slipped my mind, but that was something from the past that kind of hindered me, of course, growing up in, in my adult relationships, right? So... What are some of the characteristics that one should look for if they're contemplating getting delivered or going through deliverance? So there's a lot. So I'll just break down just a few. <laughs> so the most common ones are if someone has been intimately abused, raped, or molested. That is a very common factor right. there. They could have been abused verbally, physically, or emotionally. Okay. That's a, you know, a factor for deliverance as well. Any occult or witchcraft involvement, period. Okay, let me stop you right there. What is occult or witchcraft? Just in case, because there's people out there that like, they don't even think witches exist, but they do. Okay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. So say the new age practices, the playing with crystals, the going to um, a spiritual healer instead of only our Lord Jesus Christ is the only mm -hmm. healer that there possibly is. So any involvement in those types of things is considered a cult. 
and any um, witchcraft, they still do spells, potions, all sorts of stuff today. If you've played with a Ouija board at any point in your life, that's considered occult involvement. So other ones are, you know, if you feel like you're being physically attacked by spirits, seeing bruises, people will randomly see bruises and they think, oh, I just bruise easily. No, you don't wake up with bruises on you. That doesn't just happen. Suicidal thoughts is a very common one as well. There is an oppressing spirit that is giving you those thoughts. Um, having sh struggling reading your Bible, period. Like you either immediately get fatigued and tired and fall asleep, or you cannot make any sense of what you're reading. So that is demonic oppression as well, which deliverance would be needed for. Um, and if you've suffered any severe trauma, so severe trauma can be all the way from rape and molestation to going through a divorce is considered a severe trauma. A car accident would be a severe trauma. It's a way for the enemy to bring in depression, anxiety, rejection, abandonment, like all he just, whatever he can throw at you, he's going to throw at you. If anyone who, who deals with sleep paralysis, anyone who de deals with nightmares, having this extreme fear to even go to sleep is very common in that anorexia, bulimia, insomnia are all cases where deliverance would be needed as well. And then any, of course, any personality disorder, any the, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, attention deficit disorder, the, you know, hyper disorder, anything like that, schizophrenia, it's all would need deliverance. Right. Wow, that's, that's powerful. So I think everybody, hopefully after hearing this podcast, would definitely consider deliverance. Of course, reach out to you as, you know, a trusted source. Believe it or not, in my family, we do have a history of a, a lot of those things that you just named. So I know even during my session, we were dismantling, trying to dismantle the root of a lot of the issues that um, you picked up on with me and what I told you. And uh, mental illness is in my family, but by the grace of God, didn't touch me, right? I have an uncle that I always just pray that he gets some type of deliverance. Now, he's not a follower or a believer of Jesus Christ. So it becomes a little difficult to, I don't know, get that yoke broken, correct? Like he would have to come to terms. Like how does deliverance work? You can't just say, all right, you, we're going to pray these demons off of you. It's not that simple. That person has to come into agreement that they want to get deliverance, correct? Yes. Jesus has to be their Lord and Savior. So deliverance is the children's bread. It belongs to us as believers, as, as children of God, as, you know, we make Jesus our Lord and Savior first, then deliverance is a gift that is given to us that we're allowed to walk in and accept to be completely free. So someone who is not a believer, there's a legal right for the enemy there. Right. So with a believer, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. The enemy has no legal right to be there unless you're harboring unforgiveness or something like that. But with an, a non-believer, someone who doesn't believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the enemy has a legal right to be there. And you can't make him leave until that person says, no, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I want to be free. Wow. So powerful. 
that's extremely scary. I just find it that, especially in my family, I don't even talk about what's going on here. I have a dad that's, you know, sick right now. He's not accepting Jesus as, as his Lord and Savior. Mind you, he used to be a Catholic, and that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> that we may or may not get to. But I'm like, you were a believer before. What's going on now? You know? Yeah, but he needs deliverance as well. <laughs> Especially since now that I've gone through the process, I'm like, one, everyone, because they've seen videos online of like, I guess, demons yelling out of someone's mouth they expect it to be super dramatic and everybody had their own experience. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't feel like my life was super dark like that. And it was very chill. You know, I talked to you, I told you what was going on and we prayed and it was just like a weight lifted up. And you also taught me how to, what to pray, what to say going forward, what to do in my household going forward to help with moving forward and you know, breaking free of spirits that may be in my house. So it's not as dramatic as what people may think. It's not you, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen a lot of myself personally <laughs> on the social media, but it's not necessarily your eyes turning black and a demon is talking and yelling at the you know person. There's nothing crazy like that. It's not an exorcism per se. So I think that's probably why a lot of people they shy away from it and they are, they're not going to consider it. One of my good friends, she actually said, yeah, in the Bible, they say if you get deliverance, you'll get the, the spirits or the demons seven times, which you already had. And I'm like, where is that in the Bible? And it was, I did see it. But what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so that is the whole reason why I teach you to pray. I teach you the things to do in the future of, hey, moving forward here, this is how we're going to stay free. Right. Because... If that demon leaves mm -hmm. and he comes back and you are involved in that sin again and you are harboring unforgiveness, he comes to check to see if your house, your temple is clean. And if it's not clean and it's filled back with the world, then he's going to go get seven of his friends and come back and throw a party. But if it stays swept clean, if you stay in alignment with God and you don't, you're not turning back to that sin anymore. You've gotten rid of, say, we'll just say lust and perversion. We remove those temptations out of our life and then that door is closed. So when that lust and perverse spirit comes back to check and see if you're swept clean, it's like, nope, that door is bolted shut. Ain't nobody coming up in here. And so he's got to leave. And so seven more wicked just don't automatically come back. The one comes back to check to see if you are obeying God. Okay, so let's use my, my life. <laughs> so the perversion has been, I, I don't really have those issues. I'm still practicing purity or sexual purity, we'll say. Trying to practice all types of purity. Um, my issue is cursing. And I'm working on it. It's still a progress, even after my deliverance. and allowing things to overwhelm me anger i've worked on my anger it's, it's gotten a lot better especially when i'm under stress especially when i'm dealing with family you know we as entrepreneurs this is the stress, most stressful field to be in so you know it's like i was taking my anger out on other people and you know which is not great so i'm, I'm channeling that but sometimes cursing is it's still lingering that spirit <laughs> remove the temptation sometimes we have to we have to set healthy boundaries around people that we know curse like a trucker 
Mm. Like I can't hang around that person because when I'm around that person, my mouth gets worse than it is when I'm just spending time with Jesus. My mouth is in alignment. Exactly. And what I think people don't realize is when it comes to sin um, and, and holiness that, and I don't want to say this out of content, but the more sinless you are, which we all fall short, the closer you are from to God, right? And in this case, you're saying that once we open up that door back open to sin, that's when the, the enemy or these demons come back. Can you, well, I'm sure you could better explain the correlation of how that works because people, they just don't, they're just naive. <laughs> these are not being taught, these topics are not being taught in Sunday service. Sunday service is an orchestrated entertainment yes. situation when we need Jesus and God other than Sunday. Like you, I need them every day. And I feel like once you get to, when you finally get to church, it's like, you know, worship, which is great. Uh-huh. And then it's like 20 to 30 minutes of the pastor rushing through yeah. his message. And it's not even to me, I could realize, I could tell when it's not filled with the Holy Spirit. Like if I could tell you on the clock, you're looking at the time, trying to get to the message. I'm not even trying to listen to what you're saying. What's the correlation for people to understand being sinless and holy and this sin and these evil spirits that come into your temple, your body? So let's take, I'll give you a couple different examples. Let's take a drug addict. A drug addict is set free from his addiction. Mm-hmm. Now his temple is clean. He's set free. He's no longer addicted to drugs. He goes and he puts him, he falls short of temptation, goes right back, gets high again. Mm-hmm. His temple is no longer clean. Right. He fell right back into that. Those spirits come right back. Alcoholism. Say somebody's deli- delivered from the addiction of alcohol. They get delivered, they're clean, they decide to go to the bar and get drunk. Comes back. A prostitute. She's delivered from prostitution. She's delivered from that lifestyle. Jesus sets her free from that. And the enemy tempts her with money, tempts her with making her think that God's not going to provide a way, makes her think that she needs something, whatever the enemy tries to do there. She goes back out, sells herself. Seven more wicked come back. Right. And, you know, people don't also realize that sin and a sinful lifestyle leads to destruction and death. I had a testimony. I had to tell my, you know, because I have teenage brothers and sisters. I think that I probably mentioned that earlier. And, you know, they, they don't understand. Like, I can't, I can't beat Bible into them. <laughs> like, they go to church more than me, actually. But they have so many questions. And I had to give them scenarios about my life. I'm like, you know, your big sister was in these streets. Now, she wasn't hoeing, but she was in these streets. And... Because I did the simplest sin as drinking, right? Or being around strip clubs or being in these crazy parties. I was exposed to seeing people do drugs, right? I I had to break down one moment where I was so intoxicated that I was throwing up and someone who I thought was like a a friend, more of a family member, because I've known them so long, but I wasn't around them recently to know. 
you know, they it was like, well, I know something that could get you better from throwing up. And it was cocaine. I'm like, cocaine. By the grace of God, my real friend was there to help me, but just a little pocket ways. Yep. Sin could lead to a other sin. Yes. And imagine if it was a guy and then I couldn't push him off of me. And uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? It's just this ongoing spiral. So I had to give that vivid <laughs> testimony to my own brother and sister for them to get it, but that's the truth, you know? So I'm glad. Thank you for that explanation. That's definitely going to bless someone and, and help someone. Let's talk about your masterclass, Devil Proof. First thing I'm going to ask you to do is explain what is devil proofing? Devil proofing is where we are pretty much walking through our entire life, our home, our family, anything around us, and we are slamming doors shut on the enemy. We are literally in his face because he's right there trying to, I mean, he's, he literally, even with me, I've been a believer for a long time. I've been on fire for quite a while and he's still every day. I got to slam a door shut on him. And so he never stops trying, but we can devil proof to where we are very quick to know, oh, there's a door open somewhere where if we just live our life with every door open, we're like, which door do I close? So do you mind telling us like one or two ways we can devil proof our environment, our homes, or what do you suggest? Okay, so homes would be that we want to dedicate our home to the Lord. So we want to walk through our home and remove anything that does not honor God, anything that does not glorify him, any, you know, anything that would, and I do my home this way. And I just give that example of, you know, cause you've talked to me. It's like, no, I do this. So if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I still need to do it. Lord, we don't talk about that. So how do you devil proof your home? Okay. So I imagine that Jesus is walking through my front door, okay. which is, He's everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. So he's walking through my front door. If he was going to start opening drawers, cabinets, closets, Mm -hmm. would I be comfortable? Would I be okay with what he was, what he was getting ready to see? Or would I feel ashamed and not want him to go in that room? And so that's how I start removing everything that doesn't glorify God, everything that doesn't honor God. Because if I don't want Jesus to look at it, it shouldn't be in my house. And so then after all, I remove all of those things, then we anoint the home with oil and we dedicate it to the Lord. Just like we, we do the same thing with ourselves. We anoint ourselves. I anoint myself every single day, anoint my home once a week. And so that way I am dedicating myself to the Lord, but I'm also declaring that I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. How we devil proof our families and, and ourselves is we plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves all the time and our families because we're drawing here in the natural when we plead the blood and when we anoint with oil, we're drawing a line of what we expect to see in the supernatural. And so we do it, I do it all the time. So that way I'm reinforcing to not only my mind because our minds constantly have to be renewed. I reinforce it to my mind, but I'm also reinforcing it to the enemy. I drew this line you're not crossing it. Amen. And for the many entrepreneurs, because you're an entrepreneur yourself as well, I'm being delivered as we speak from, you know, procrastination. (laughs) That's like a big one with me. 
perfectionism, right? That's definitely a mindset thing. And that's definitely something I know deliverance can help with. Because uh-huh. I know you're going to say it's a spirit. Well, it has a root. Right, it has a root. Okay. What are some other things, especially for entrepreneurs, that they might be experiencing, but they, didn't, they don't realize it, that deliverance can assist them with? So we can say you're, you might have a fear of stepping out, a fear of putting your business out there. So procrastination in a big way is that. You are afraid to put something out there because we're going to go deep down. Procrastination is the top layer. Then we're going to go down to you're afraid of what people are going to say and what they're going to think when you finally put this product out there or this service out there. Then we're going to go even deeper. You're afraid of rejection. You have a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Then we go even deeper because you've been rejected. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a level thing, but the root would be rejection there. But if we're afraid to step out, we're, we're ultimately afraid of what people are going to think, what they're going to say. We're afraid of people rejecting us because we've already felt what rejection feels like. And so the enemy uses that root of what happened in our childhood or even adulthood mm-hmm. to hold us back of, don't, don't put this out there. What's everybody going to think? What are they going to think about your prices? What are they going to think about you charging that for that? How dare you? Like, I constantly have to tell myself all the time, you are paying for me, me for my time. I'm taking away time from my children. I'm taking away time from my husband. I'm taking away time from my businesses to help you with whatever you're seeking help for. Exactly. Because the enemy tries to make me think that, oh, well, no one's going to sign up. That price is ridiculous. It's just a fear thing that he tries to put, especially with people that battle that root. So whatever you have to say to yourself, whether it be that, you know, no, they're paying me for my time. If you got to say that to yourself a million times a day, say that to yourself to get over that. Because number one, the root's got to come out. The root has already come out with you. Now you're just dealing with residue of what the enemy's trying to throw back on you and make you think is still in operation. So if we just get past that root of, of fear, of rejection, of I'm afraid they're going to reject me. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Literally, it's nobody buy. Okay, I'll okay. create something else. Exactly. Or restructure it. Maybe you're not advertising it properly. Yes. Yeah. How can your current mentorship help fellow children of God and entrepreneurs with their businesses and their day to day? lifestyle so before we can do anything in this world we need to know our identity we need to have a foundation of our identity who god says that we are because the enemy is going to constantly throw stuff at us he's going to say you should be afraid well if you don't know your identity you're going to accept that fear if he says oh you should be you should be anxious for this if you don't know your identity you're gonna accept that and become anxious so we have to know who we are where we came from, the foundation of our identity in God, who he created us to be, first and foremost. Then it's God gave us all a vision. He put seeds in each one of us. You know, in Genesis, the the verse that says, be fruitful and multiply this earth, so many people think that means have a ton of kids, and it doesn't. 
It means that he put seeds on the inside of you to be fruitful and multiply. So there's a book on the inside of you. There's a song on the inside of you. There's kingdom businesses on the inside of you, several businesses on the inside. God has already placed them in there. He's already shown you the vision of them. You already have like this. It's just drawn out in your mind of this is what this business is going to look like. What do we do with it next? So my mentorship walks through what we do with those businesses, what we do with those ideas, those books that God gave you that are on the inside. Hey, he sh and so many people come through and they're like, God hasn't shown me anything. I said, really? I said, okay. Bet you he has. Let's go ahead and sit down and think about this. What is something that you can never get away from? What's an idea or a thought that you always have? And then it comes up. Okay, well, I didn't realize it until I want to say COVID that I, I, I would get all of these like downloads, mm -hmm. ideas. And I'm like, that's God, of course. And I have, well, some of them I did execute on. The podcast is one of them. I did execute on that. But even like, divine strategies like money making strategies like gotta give me a whole name of a book a course or anything and you know some I have procrastinated on some I have released but you'd be surprised like how much God and the Holy Spirit gives you that you could actually turn into a money making course or whatever so we have to pay attention and listen we and we need to know what to do next, though, because I've had women come through mentorship. Mm -hmm. Week one, they go, oh, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I sit, we sit down, we discuss what thoughts, ideas have never left them that God keeps bringing back to them. We mm -hmm. draw it out. By week three, they've written and published a book. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been a very powerful thing. But what I share with, with everyone is that where is, and you can answer this, where's the richest place on the entire earth? The graveyard. Yep. <laughs> yes, the graveyard. There's so many died, well, dead dreams that went along with dead people, you know. Well, kingdom businesses, mm -hmm. all those ideas, all those visions, they all died with those people. Mm -hmm. Now, what did those people leave behind for us? Nothing. <laughs> Now, what if that idea could have helped us be able to walk out easier in our entrepreneur? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they took it to the grave with them. So our goal is to go back to our heavenly father mm -hmm. and say, father, I used everything you gave me. I left it all there on the earth for everyone. Now they can use it. That's why you see in, especially in our ministry is you've been seeing book after ebook, after ebook, course, after course, after course, it has been being released because I'm not going back to them right. with anything on the inside of me. Cause all I want to hear is well done, my good and faithful servant. And what are your thoughts about, and I think I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, because God gave you the idea, right? But if you don't execute in a timely manner, he will surely give that idea to somebody else and they will execute, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And I've seen that many times in, in real estate, like just being on social media. I'm like, oh yeah, God gave me that idea six months ago. Well, see, somebody else, <laughs> they move yeah. forward with the idea and they're not even 
in my opinion, they cussing all over social media, whatever, right? He'll use anybody to get the, the message across. So I've literally smacked myself in the face sometimes like, Deontay, get it together. Release that core, stop moving, operating in fear. Just execute. Like that could be the answer to you funding a deal that you said you couldn't fund, right? Or even showing your journey. I used to be so afraid to show my failures. I felt like I had to be perfect especially if I'm calling myself um, an investor or a developer. But in our reality, people need to also see your failures, how in so many ways I was able to fail forward on my journey. And again, this is why the podcast is here too, because through me not having the money, I was able, God made a way for me, right? He was able to allow me to think creatively and literally by the grace of God, I was able to like get started in this business with no money, no car, no credit. Literally, I had $10 <laughs> to get to a property and I've just bet on myself, right? But th through that um, deal, I was able to meet a mentor. Now this mentor is still in my life. He started a real estate fund. Now we can help others fund their real estate goals. So that I just think that's just God and his grace and just being where he told you to be. <laughs> and he told you to be there. Exactly. So thank God for that. Okay. So in your mentorship, are you going to talk about deliverance or do they need to schedule you for deliverance separate? Because I feel like it's important for the deliverance first, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to know how you wrap it all together. <laughs> so like week one, I, we, I want to get to know you. I want to know areas that you're expecting. What do you expect out of mentorship? What are areas that you're expecting to see growth? Where do you, where do you need it? And we're going to cover the foundation of who you are. So that way, you know what to expect here as a child of God. And then week two, deliverance. So we do walk, deliverance is included in mentorship because ultimately we cannot walk forward and walk out the plan and purpose and vision that God has for us without being free. How are we going to fully execute what God is telling us to do if we have a root of rejection and it's causing us to hold back and try to perfectionism? We need everything to be perfect. And God is just like, get it out there. But yet we're holding back. So we can't move forward with what he's called us to do until we're free. Amen, amen. Well, Joanna, let everyone know how to get connected with you online, how they can sign up for your mentorship, how they can even get deliverance from you and your books and everything you have to offer. You have a great ministry. Um, it's blessed me so much. Even just following you on Instagram has blessed me so let everyone know how to get in contact with you. So social media sites are all Joanna Beck Ministries. And then all the other information is on joannabeck.com. Everything's there. Our courses, eBooks, mentorship, deliverance, everything is on that site to be able to be signed up and to move forward. Awesome. Thank you again. This is such a blessing. I, I pray that this blesses someone. It, it blessed me just being here talking to you again. So everyone make sure you go look into joanna how to work with her for deliverance or her mentorship and we will post everything below on our youtube page as well and be blessed everyone <laughs>